Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Was anybody else there? I can hear you. Hi, is this David? David, yes. Yeah, how you doing? I, I'm Jaime. Uh, I'm sorry, you'll have to say that again. Um, I'm Jaime Gomez. Jaime, Jaime, Jaime. Okay, well, welcome, Jaime. I'm glad you're here. Thanks. All right. All right. So you're from one of my meetups. Yep. All right. When did you when did you join? I'm not sure I remember. Just uh today I I get emails uh once in a while from you. Must be on a list or something, but um I saw the meetup today so I joined. Let me see. Do you know the name of the group? Personal self development? Yep. I see Robert Hintz. Is that you? Nope. Your name is spelled J-A-I-M-E? Yeah. Roca. Uh, first name's right. Last name's uh, not. You're in El Paso? No, uh, Las Vegas. Okay, well, I can't find you then. Uh, you'll have to give me your details later, but <laughs> I can't find your name. I must be spelling it wrong. Well, anyway, welcome. I'm glad I'm glad you're here. Wonderful. Yeah. And we also thanks. have another caller from Southern California. Well, this is interesting. We almost never have anybody show up, but we have two people. Hey, let me see. Okay. Hello, caller from Southern California. Yes, hello. Hi. Hi. Huh? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. You're another meetup member? Uh yeah, that's right. Oh wonderful. Wonderful. I'm glad glad you're here. How long ago did you join? Well, I think it's probably been about a year and a half, I think. Is that right? Well goodness. <laughs> and in all this time, joining What's us. That? Well, that's great. I am glad to see that people are wanting to get involved. That's really great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. It's nice uh, to receive a lot of the emails that she sends. So I just was happy I had the chance to join the call. Well, I, I hope so. I hope people get something out of those. I think there's you know, Steve's emails and posts are really great. I think good, great material. Yeah. So, is yeah. there anything anybody was particularly interested in discussing today? <laughs> it's pretty much an open forum. Not specifically on my end, just uh, curious okay. what the uh, group was about. 
I always like to start with uh, what was it that motivated you to join the group? What we, what uh, you got onto the meetup site? You read the description. What motivated you to click on that join button? Uh, well, my end, I'm always looking to learn, always searching for uh, things I don't know. Curious. Who are some authors and writers and thinkers that you have read, that you have learned particularly from, that you have liked in the past? Yeah, so yeah, I know uh, you write about Napoleon Hill, uh, so I, I read uh, some of his books, uh, Think and Grow Rich and uh, Lots of Success. Uh, Stephen Covey, a big fan of Stephen Covey. A lot of um, mainly uh, spiritual books and business books. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, this isn't, there's some great material out there. That's one of the great things of living in this modern world is there's so much great resources out there that we can all take part in. <laughs> this is a tremendous time to be alive. But there's some great authors and thinkers and writers out there who are doing some great, great work. Yeah, you mentioned some of them, in fact. Yeah, I do know some of those names. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, so how about you, uh, Southern California? <laughs> yeah, so I think it is, well, you know, like a combination of a spiritual life and maybe like a practical life. I think uh, something I found interesting is it's like there's, yeah, there's a, a logic in all this stuff. It's like there's that, you know, intense need for honesty. And it's like, I don't know, I just feel like a lot of the things that I see, you know, in the emails you send, they really get me thinking. You know, it's like just when and I think, okay, I'm just all under control. Like, wow, there's a whole other facet that I can consider with this, you know, and uh I guess that's what kind of kept me interested and wanted me to, uh, you know, I wanted to do a call just to kind of, I don't know, just see a little bit more about what's going on here. Well, I, if nothing else, certainly provoking thought is a, is a great thing. But, yeah, I love Steve's posts. I've been following them for years and posting them for years, and there's great, great stuff that he has to say, certainly. Yeah. And... Obviously, the purpose of our group is personal growth, personal development, but but if you are at all devoted to truth, as you say, intellectual honesty, you have to expand to, to the world around us, the society around us, and so occasionally we do talk about that. There's a lot going on in the world, obviously. There's plenty to, to talk about, plenty to learn about, yeah. and... Yeah, if nothing else, we can talk about it and, and, and think about it. I think there's uh, a lack of clear thinking <laughs> today. But, yeah, that is certainly certainly something that I'm hoping to develop. I've been doing these online meetups here in TalkShoe for, well, goodness, it's been a long time since I've uh, had to add it up. I guess I started, I don't know, 09. So closing in on over seven years at least. But um, oh. And in, in the time that I've been doing these, I would say that I have been very, very happy. And actually, I've been very, very uh, pleased at the, the amount of 
depth that we've actually managed to, to get to in some of these conversations with, with, with members and occasional interviews. But uh, I've been very happy. I've been very pleased with the, the range of topics that we've been able to explore. I, I myself am interested in everything. Obviously, personal development is a big part of what I'm interested in. But I'm interested in spirituality and philosophy and, and sure, current events and politics. So, so I think if nothing else, yeah, the least we can do is talk about it. And I hope the the posts are going to provoke thought. Certainly, yeah, yeah, that's certainly a good way, good good place to start. If we're going to, I heard an interesting quote: uh, "If you want to change the world, the place to start is with your own head and your own heart and your own <laughs> and work yeah. outwards from there." I always like that quote. Yeah, I like that one too. We have a measure of control over that as opposed to all the externalities, I suppose. Well, that's the that's the only thing you have a guarantee that you can change <laughs> is yourself. <laughs> yeah, we can complain about politics and the economy and Trump, but... Um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We the only thing we guaranteed we can change is ourselves. Yeah. 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 And if nothing else, if nothing else, the least we can do is talk about these things. Talk about what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me some uh, authors and the writers and authors that uh, thinkers that you like that you've uh, learned from. Yeah. So I think. One author that I've learned a lot from is uh, the author of The Diamond Cutter, uh, I guess you Michael Roach. He... Uh, the Diamond Method. Yeah, I forgot um, the name. Yeah, the, the Diamond Cutter. Oh, The Diamond Cutter. No, I don't know if I've heard that. I thought you said The Diamond oh, yeah. Method. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, The Diamond Cutter. Um, I mean, it's an interesting book. Uh, he basically... Well... I guess it's like, you know, a story of personal journey from sort of growing up to going to study with, uh, you know, Eastern spiritual masters and then being tasked with coming back to the United States to build a large business that would fund this project he had to kind of like preserve some of the Asian classic literature. So it's this whole profile of how he did it and used, like, Buddhist teachings to build this business. And then he's, you know, written this book that basically said how he did what he did and how those things can be applied to, you know, just, like, daily life, business life, and, uh, you know, how you can kind of, you know, do different things with sort of like a calculated approach. Hmm. And I found that pretty interesting. You know, it goes counter to some of the, you know, common business ideas that I've seen uh, different business leaders use. But then there's a, there are a lot of parallels. So I just find it really interesting to see something on a big scale like that um, happening, you know, at the spiritual pace. Okay. Hmm. That does sound interesting. Are you, uh, are you work, do you work in business in any capacity? 
Um, not like high level business. I mean, you just do. You know, just kind of average stuff, I guess. But you know, I just find that it can affect people around us if we, you know, if we kind of try to do what's best for people. I guess is something I take away from it. I do have an int- I have a slight interest in in business management. Actually, I've read a number of business management books, and I'm interested in those because there is a lot of psychology involved in there. So, actually, I do have an interest in that. And that this does sound interesting. Actually, I've read a number. Of, yeah. How to, well, it's about how to manage um, people. How to manage you know uh, people in the department or your supervising a department if you have network uh, of of employees that you are how to get them all working together as a team I do have an interest in some some of that not just for business but you can also apply the principles in other areas of your life and manage you know family and friends you know because it's really about psychology and values and how we negotiate our relationships and we we could all use <laughs> more information on that I think yeah certainly Yeah, get our technology. Principles do apply. Wide, wider. If you're you're a little creative, yeah, because it's about managing conflict. You know, all the conflicts that arise just from, just from you know being different people. We have different ideas, different opinions, different values. Uh, What is important to you you may not be what's important to that other guy over there. And if you are working in a team or a family or a group of friends or even a marriage or a relationship, yeah, how do you manage those those inevitable conflicts? Yeah, uh, um, I, I'm I'm very interested in, in those 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 subjects actually. Uh, what was your name from uh, Southern California? Mm-hmm. It's uh, Tony. Tony. Yeah, that was interesting about that book. Um, there's a book that I recently read, uh, Reinventing Organizations. And it talks about the evolution of business. Uh, and the the one that the book claims we're evolving to is more, it's more uh, spiritual based. And um, kind of like holistic and um, yeah, but uh, just wanted to mention that. I'm going to probably check out that book you mentioned. Yeah, I think it, yeah, it might be worth checking out. I think I wrote the name down of the one that you just mentioned. I think I'll look into that one too. I mean, I am seeing some of that in business where it's no longer, well, you know, there are certain kinds of people, I suppose, that are recognizing that they're, you know, essentially just, you know, blocks on a spreadsheet to a degree. And I think there's, you know, in some ways a quiet rebellion, but in some other ways a little bit, you know, more active uh, rebellion against that. And I think there are people that are searching for better ways to do business that integrate with, well, I guess just the other parts of a balanced life. Um, So, I mean, to to your point, you know, I think I kind of observe a similar thing where there is a shift happening this time. Okay. Let's see what happens. Yeah, there's a lot of great 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 stuff out there. Um has anybody ever heard of spiral dynamics? Spiral dynamics. I've heard about it. 
I've heard about it. and really heard about it. I think it's a really interesting theory. I, I, I always recommend that everybody look that up, especially if you're in business, because that's a, a good model. Um, uh, don't don't re- don't read the book. I read the book. Don't read the book. It's really, it's really dumb. No, 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 no. Don't don't read the book. You can get everything you need to get from the websites. The, the, the book is unreadable. Believe me. It's a it's a book called Spiral Dynamics. It's by Don Beck and Chris Cohen. Uh, don't read it. I read it. Don't read it. But you can get everything you need from the website. Trust me. But it is an interesting theory. The theory uh, itself is interesting because it it takes it it it, it draws a lot from um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but it goes beyond that because most uh, psychologists and and most fields of study actually do have hierarchies. Uh, levels of development, and you can use whichever model you like. Uh, the spiral dynamics model is rather rather nice, though. If you, it gets into it, based on it, it, they 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 color code them, but once you understand it, it really does explain a lot of what drives us, what what motivates us to do what we do, what how what motivates us to act the way we act, and uh, sometimes it's conscious, sometimes it's it's not, but. A lot of it, it does explain a lot of the conflict that happens, not just in our lives, not just in businesses, but everywhere in, in, in government and in politics and religion, <laughs> all of the conflict that happens in, in the world between humans. It's just a matter of conflicting values. You know, it's not about, you know, the traditional you know, conservative, liberal, uh, left, right, Democrat, Republican, you know, of, you know communism, capitalism, you know, really, when it, it's really about conflicting values. And once you understand that part, things look look a lot clearer. Even even watching the news, even even reading the, the news stories, uh, it, 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 you understand a little more about why things are happening. And it's, it's about different values. I can go I can go into it uh, more, but it's very interesting. I, I recommend everybody learn about that. <laughs> it's an interesting uh, model. I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds interesting. It's a interesting way to consider things. Uh, <laughs> we're just kind of operating independently with different value systems, and if there is a conflict, I suppose we can have some challenges to work through, perhaps within our own selves as well. Sure. I mean, what do you do when you know businesses have a value of maximizing profit? Okay, but environmentalists have a value of preserving the, the planet we live in. Okay, those are two different planets. Those are two different values. Um, so which one is right and which one is wrong? Well, I, I think it's it's more than right or wrong. I think it's I think I think there's no such thing as a wrong value. But I think we have to acknowledge that there is appropriate times and places for every value. And it starts. It starts getting into, and that it depends on the the position you're in, the environment you're in, the 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 uh, where you grew up, uh, the, the values of the culture that are dominant, and in in that at the time and place you live in. Um, it, it 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 really gets into a lot of that. So, but but it does start to clear up a lot of the conversations. You always wonder why 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 are all these debates happening, and and you never seem to get anywhere. 
and <laughs> nobody ever seems to change their mind or change their position. And in all the talk and, and all the conversation, never seems to accomplish anything. Well, this this kind of does answer that. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that's quite insightful. There is a yeah. lot of talk out there. It just it does seem like there is. Well. I mean, if people could cooperate, if they could both give a little, you know, if parties could give ground, maybe to the other person or consider the other point, perhaps. Well, you have to, you have to be tricky. You have to be tricky. Uh, it's it's possible. It's not it's not easy, but you can sort of speak the if you, because a lot of the reason why the conflict is happening is because people aren't speaking the same language, and I don't mean English. I mean they're not speaking the same value language. And if, as long as that's happening, then you know they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna hear you. Yeah, I have two I have two great examples actually. I I I I worry about monopolizing the conversation. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah. I don't. Two great examples I have is uh, you know, um, there you know the 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 problem with HIV infection in South Africa uh, and, and those regions. Uh, it's, it's, an, it's an epidemic. It's, it's a nightmare. It's, it's a terrible tragedy. Um, but, you know, all the programs that they give to the people about, uh, okay, here's what HIV is, information, here's how it works, here's the science behind it, you know, nothing, nothing. In one ear, out the other. Nothing. You're not going to connect with them, telling them that. Okay, here's here's the here's the cellular. Here's a picture of it. Here's how it works. Here's the transmission methods. Here's what you need to do. You wear condoms. You know, don't share needles. Nothing. Nothing. One ear, out the other. They they they're not getting it. You're not speaking their language. I'm not talking, you know, whatever language they speak. I mean to say that they're not connecting with the information you're delivering them. You can say you can talk to them all day. They'll just stare at you blankly. They have no connection, no connection. So what happened was there was one uh, group, one particular program that had this. This was a campaign that was on radio, television, billboards, posters, and the campaign was this. The campaign was keep the African blood pure. Okay, wow. now you're talking to a group of people in a culture where actually that's pretty darn important to them. That kind of preserving and honoring your ancestry, honoring your heritage, honoring your family and your tribe. And that's really important to them. That's actually a cultural imperative for them. Now you're talking their language. Now they're listening. Now they can hear you. And when you say keep keep your blood bloodline pure, translated into don't share needles, wear uh, wear condoms. In other words, you don't want to infect your bloodline. You know what? That campaign actually got a lot of results. Yeah. See what I mean? You're yeah. talking yeah. their language now. Now they're listening to. You. Before, nothing, but now they can hear you. Here's my second example. 
let's say you're interested in getting hardcore fundamentalist Christians to accept your environmental ideas. Okay, you know, you can talk about, you know, the carbon emissions, you can talk about the the the, the science behind it, you can talk about the the, the global warming, uh, uh, climate change, you know, nothing. 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 They they don't hear you. you, you they don't hear you. You know, they just they just pass passes right by them. So here's what a group did. There was one particular group that actually had this as as their campaign. They said what they did was they went into the Bible and there is a line in Genesis where it says that God's dictate to Adam was that he and his and his line that he and his his offspring were to be the stewards of the earth, the stewards of the garden. There is a line in Genesis where it says that. That was God's dictate to Adam. Now, if you give them, in other words, preserve the garden. Preserve the garden that I have provided for you, Adam and your offspring. Now, if you put it to them like that, they're starting to listen to you now because you're speaking their language. You put it in a term that they can understand. And, you know, don't, don't mess up the garden. Don't mess up this planet. <laughs> now they're actually on board with you. Yeah. See that? So yeah. it's tricky. You you don't just go in with brute force and try, oh, I have the right way and you're going to listen to me and I'm going to tell you how it's going to be. You're never going to get anywhere with that. You've got to play on their side. Yeah. Now you can apply this to business. You can apply this to your, your conflict with, with your marriage, with your family, with, with, you, you, with your friends. Uh, but this is what spiral dynamics will teach you if you take it seriously. Different values. It's not that values are wrong. See, that's the that's the problem. You start going in with the idea, oh, you're wrong. <laughs> well, you're not going to get anywhere. You're just, they'll just shut you out. No. You've got to accept that their value is correct for them and for, the, for their context. From their perspective, you're not going to change their value. That's that's. that's Terrible, difficult, terribly difficult thing. You, nobody can change their change a person's value. It, that's a, that's a different discussion altogether. You're not going to you're not going to succeed changing someone's value. You have to play their game using their terminology, using their vocabulary, if you want to get anywhere with them. See what I'm saying? Tricky. Yeah. It's, it's tricky. Takes some skill, but but with practice, you you can get good at it. Yeah, I think so. That's a really <laughs> good point. Um, I think it gets your ego out of the way. What was that? I what, didn't hear. No, it's just, you know, uh, what if the issue is, like, lack of understanding? So, and I understand how, you know, different perceptions, you know, we – for the most part, think we're right in general, um, or we see uh, the world through our lens, through our perception. Um, but I do think that uh, through certain realizations, um, 
I guess I should just be more specific. I, you know, the whole Trump thing, for example, that was uh, mentioned. Um, you know, I really believe in uh, like Stephen Covey's uh, principles, universal laws, uh, timeless and universal principles that are all over the world and discovered at different times. And uh, I mean, even in business, a lot of uh, a lot of modern ways of running businesses uh, go back to certain principles that you would think is uh, common common sense. And I mean, even uh, like the Tao, you know, one of the verses in the Tao talks about how, you know, the, the great leaders or governments, they, the, the best way to rule is kind of like a selfless, don't take credit for things, uh, uh, don't, don't rule out of fear or rule out of uh, even the desire to be loved. I mean, just things that are so deep. And then, you know, thousands of years later, uh, you have Jim Collins talk about uh, level five leadership, which is, you know, he just found some uh, some businesses that happened to the Good to Great book. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that. Um, how certain CEOs made a huge difference in their businesses by being very selfless. Uh, they weren't charismatic. They were very humble. Um, and they were able to do what's best for the business and not, not what was best for themselves. And, you know, when, when the whole Trump thing, uh, when he won the election, um, I was kind of amazed how, you know, in business you want, you want leadership teams to trust each other. You want leadership teams to be open with each other. Um, you want you want to be challenged by by others. Uh, so, so in case you're going the wrong direction, you, you you make it safe for others to challenge you. And just seems to me that that everything that that I believe in um, was uh, we just went the opposite direction. And um, you know, just something that I couldn't believe that. Uh, there was that amount of people that, um, you know, thought Trump was the best direction for, you know, for our leadership. So that to me was kind of frustrating. <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess I, I kind of got lost. What was the frustrating part? Um, just, uh, everything I kind of stand for and believe in, uh, it's kind of the opposite of, you know, Trump's values maybe. Um, and I didn't expect for so many people to support that mindset, that, that type of leadership. I agree. It can be, it can be frustrating. Um, we have to. I think we have to get our ego out of the way and take a position. Not that they're wrong. It's one one author I like, Ken Wilber, always says nobody's smart enough to be a hundred percent wrong. There's always some grain of truth in their position. You have to find that and honor that. But you know nothing. Nothing could be you know mathematically a hundred percent wrong, even if it's just the color of the sky. 
yeah, if you take the if you take an uh, antagonistic position, yeah, you're not going to get anywhere. You have to open yourself up and say, okay, what are they saying? What is their position? And can I see my way clear to honoring that? And it is difficult if it's a, something that we have grown past, that we have grown out of, and that we see it being destructive. Mm. But yeah, it, it takes it takes practice. It takes a long time to get to get to that place where it's not about right or wrong. It is it is about coming together. It is about managing our. Our, our collective needs and goals and 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 goals. Yeah. Yeah. I like. Yeah, that's a good perspective. I mean, uh, I appreciate how you you know mentioned to you know this um, notion of staying or opening ourselves to considering what someone else is saying, no matter how abrasive or you know, strange it may seem. Um, and finding, you know, what's underneath all of that. I mean, some people may not in turn be receptive to what we have to say, <clears throat> but maybe. Yeah, you know, I guess I'm just exploring some ideas here. Maybe what you said earlier about, uh, you know, the campaigns that spoke people's language. Maybe if you're working with somebody, whoever it is, maybe you can find a way to have some common ground. And so... Uh, well, maybe that's the key. I mean, just echoing some of what, you know, said earlier, can't really, I mean, changing somebody's perspective or opinion on things, hold a different conversation, but perhaps we can all just work together and embrace the differences. Maybe find some shared, I don't know, goal that we can all well, work yes. towards, at least to some degree. Yes, what Spiral Dynamics is going to say, if you l learn a little about it, is that all the values are important and necessary and, and essential for society, for culture, for civilization. They all have a part. They all serve a purpose. And you're not going to get rid of one. You're not going to get rid of you know, the, the, the conservative Christian Republican viewpoint. You're not, you're not going to get rid of that. Uh, and that wouldn't be a good idea. Because we, if, assuming we're making the distinction between healthy and unhealthy, uh, with that caveat always, of course, <laughs> but nevertheless, that value in and of itself is not wrong. It's not bad. It's important. It's actually necessary for the world to be. You know, you need to, you need to have values. You need to have morals. You need to have ethics in the world, and that's that is what that level is designed for and intended to have and uh, i think a lot of the problem is it's not functional it's not functioning the way it should be and that's a lot of the problem we're in <laughs> is that but if it were then that would be serving a very very important purpose in society we need to have values and morals and, and uh, interests in the larger scheme of things larger picture that's an important yeah. that's an important role to play. That's an important cog in the machine, and we can't do without it. Now we can quibble with the way it's being manifested currently, 
sure. But uh, that's not a problem with the value itself. That's a problem with uh, the, the current the current people who are embodying it. <laughs> I think uh, values for sure are important. Um, I just think that through the understanding, um, the values change. So, uh, I mean, just the... Um, and I do think it's important to to really, you know, listen to the other party and really, really try to try to understand the person that you're uh, in the, in disagreement with, or or the topic that you're in disagreement with. But um, I think just in general, just in society, there isn't like a like a big thirst for understanding in general. Uh, anyway, that like I don't see it, and I think that prevents um, prevents uh, us from making better decisions uh, because of our lack of understanding. And um, I'm trying to think of maybe a good example. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to explain what I'm thinking, but um, yeah, I think, I, I, think through, I think through certain realizations that we have, uh, we have a deeper understanding of things. And personally, like I enjoy um, learning, understanding. Like that's that's what I like to do. I don't like I don't like talking about sports. I, I care less about the weather, about sports, about. Um, I I really enjoy having really deep conversations and really having a deep understanding of things. And, you know, just in general, what I see is, I mean, even our group here, right? This is a personal development group. I mean, this is the stuff that I'm passionate about. This is the stuff that I love talking about. Um, but we have a few members, you know? And if we talk about who watched the, you know, the fight last night, you know, it's a... Uh, so I think the like a great majority of people are just kind of interested in uh, I don't know su superficial conversations, and when we make decisions, when we when the information we have is not very deep, then uh, the outcome isn't great. Um, and I don't want this to sound like uh like egotistical or anything like i uh, it's not about that it's uh I would just i think it'd be awesome if more people were just into developing themselves and uh you know it's more selfless uh, you know just a higher consciousness state or I'm not sure how I'm more than all this does this make sense? I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm nodding. I'm on board. Preaching to the choir here. <laughs> yeah, I'm digging you. Yeah, it would be. This is what all the great philosophers have been saying throughout history. We need we need to 
delve deeper into meaning and fulfillment and purpose and the big questions. Of course, of course, of course we should. That's that's what that's what it's all about. Philosophy is one of my great great subjects, actually. Um, I think. Well, I mean, I agree with you that that it's very rare to find people who are interested in delving that deep. But yeah, there's nothing else for me than pursuing this this type of material. And a lot of the reason why we're in the situation we're in today is just lack of thinking, lack of thought. But, yeah. Yeah. Too many people are just, yeah, what are they, where they're interested? Yeah, like the sport uh, or, or, or American Idol is coming back. Hey, you're going to catch that? You know, Dancing with the Stars, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, Justin <laughs> Bieber, you know? Yeah, yep. is that... Is that we can do. I think um, I think a lot of the great philosophers are telling us, "Gee, I think humankind was intended for more." <laughs> yeah, there's something. Um, <clears throat> I mean, just to maybe add something to the conversation. Um, something that I've been thinking about is, you know, that topic in some ways. Like, uh, I, you know, see a lot of stuff on television, whatever's going on. It doesn't address some deeper questions, but then I see, like, I guess I'm just intrigued a little bit. Like, the people who are on television, like, they take a TV show, like the actors there, or, like, you know, production, like the director, producers, all these people, they're all coming together at a really high level of operation. I mean, it looks, you know, effortless or seamless, like, to watch characters kind of interact. But to know what they really are doing, the training they have, you know, the control, the expression of, you know, whatever the script is, I mean, it's not easy to do. So I find it, I mean, I guess I suppose there are multiple sides, but it's like I can really appreciate what goes into all that. And if I think beyond just, you know, whatever the message might be or maybe some trivial scene we're watching. Um, thinking about the people doing it. Yeah, and uh, I don't think we would see any of that stuff if we had people that were just kind of thinking on a superficial level, like people producing stuff. So I mean, we're just throwing something in there. Uh, It's a hard sell. It's a hard sell to get people to want to think deeper and to question a lot of the dominant worldviews that you're born into. That's a, that's a hard that's a hard business and it's hard it's hard to get people to to buy that. <laughs> uh you're going to get a lot of resistance for that. But, but yeah, like you say, this look at look at this. We've got uh, a, I think an op- a great opportunity for connection and mutual understanding and dialogue and yeah, there's very very little activity actually in the in these groups of mine. And uh <laughs> I mean you'll 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 come across the regulars if you guys keep calling in. There's more people who do call in occasionally, but very few. Yeah, com- considering the the potential. But um but yeah, there's a great opportunity to connect and learn and come together. 
apparently on the internet, for goodness sake. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if some of the reason that people don't engage this kind of stuff, like this sort of deeper thinking, thinking about the deeper meaning of life, uh, maybe one of the reasons is they're afraid of what they will see, afraid of what they'll find, afraid of, you know, on an intuitive level, afraid of dispelling the illusion. Um, and, you know, being more present, more, I don't know, in touch with the reality around them. Maybe that's something people are afraid they won't like. Yeah, well, of course, there's a, there's that. There's, there's, there's a multitude of reasons why this is, things are the way they are. Of course there are, yeah. Um, it all comes down to, you know, psychology. You know, the, the, the more you learn about psychology, the better. I think everybody, everybody really should have a, a firm grounding in the basics of psychology. I, I really do think so. <laughs> because it really explains a lot and it really, uh, you, you start understanding more and more and more about life and the world and the people in it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, there's, there's, there are there there is that component to it certainly that's that's actually a big big one certainly but uh, there are plenty of reasons of course you know it has to do with you know a person's predisposition of course but also how they were raised and and childhood and you know lots of reasons but yeah yeah I see what you mean something I find kind of interesting I mean again there will be a lot of reasons I just find it to observe is like if I ever go where there's like a Shambhala Center over here near where I live and you know, if I go there there might be like two, three or four people that show up with this meditation but um, in the past like I've had friends who have taken me to different churches like you know maybe just like sort of Christian church and there were like hundreds of people at another church there were like you know, maybe bordering on a thousand people find it interesting. Maybe it's the area or maybe it's just a different form of practicing one spirituality where maybe there's more, well, I don't know. I mean, to use the term more marketing or more uh, of a push for certain people to go to a certain kind of, you know, spiritual place. I don't know. Just an idea I'm throwing out. Curious what others about that. It's a mountain. It's a mountain. When you're at the base of a mountain, look around you. Lots of people. There's a lot of people at the base of a mountain. Look around. Whoa, there's just like thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of people at the base of a mountain. Start climbing it. As you climb up, the higher up you get up a mountain, you start realizing the fewer people there are around around you. Get really, really, really up high. Now there's like 20 people. Get up even higher. Whoa, look, there's like five people left. You get, you keep going. Keep going up the mountain. You're, you're down to like two people willing to make that climb up that high. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, the, the 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 more you the more you go to the good stuff, the real stuff. Yeah, there's going to be fewer fewer partners <laughs> in your group along with you. But if you if you stick if you stick with the the popular stuff, the stuff for everybody, 
yeah, that was, obviously it's going to be a huge crowd of crowds of people. That yeah. very few people are willing to make make the journey. Yeah, I suppose so. It does seem that very few willing to make. And that's and I, you know I don't even have a problem with that. That's actually fine for most people. Most people, most people probably don't need to. But that's a that's yeah. that's always going to be an individual decision. But I think I think what we do as a culture is I think we cut ourselves short. I think we think oh well you know this is all we can aspire to, you know Justin Bieber on the radio, the Kardashians. You know, I think, I think, I think we could do better. Mm-hmm. I think that it's that lack of understanding of that potential that I would quibble with. You know, I read a, a, a wonderful line somewhere. Uh, we are not lowering our standards to accommodate a generation of midgets. Rather, we are stunting our reach. We are limiting our scope deliberately. You ever watch South Park? There's a great episode of South Park called Lowering the Bar. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I don't really like watch the show. I didn't know about it. Okay. Yeah, I like South Park. I think I think actually it's rather rather intelligent. It's a rather intelligent show, South Park. But uh, yeah, there's a sh- there's an episode called Lowering the Bar. But this bar has been lowered. It's like oh, you look around, you think everybody everybody is some kind of mental defective. You know, could you if you put these people in, you know, if, well for for goodness sake, the the, the ancient Greeks. For example, assuming they grew up and know the language, et cetera, et cetera, you know they wouldn't survive just because you know they're not they're not smart enough well no it's not it's not the case that that they're born this way i I really think you know through culture and through education and the, the education system and through uh, uh the, the, the 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 standard narratives that we're giving children. Yeah, I think I think we're 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 preventing any further growth. It's like a, it's like a like a bonsai tree, you know, or it's like an underwatered plant. You know, it's 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 not it's not given the full nutrients that it would have needed to flourish. You know? Yeah. That's a good point. <clears throat> I mean, that's a really good point, you know. It's like, uh, well, I mean, with the plant analogy, I mean, plants, <clears throat> they do best when they're under strain. Maybe there's something to ask for <clears throat> life in general, the human being, perhaps the struggle, you know, to pursue something higher is what makes us better. Yeah, an uh, analogy I like is culture is a magnet. Culture is a magnet. Now, what if you're born into a culture, let's say culture is at a certain level, 
And let's just arbitrarily put a number. Let's say it's five. The culture you're born at is level five, whatever that means. Now, what you're born into the culture, what culture is going to do is it's a magnet. It will try to drag you up to its level to, so, to, so that you will be at level five. But it also works in the opposite direction, too. If you try to go further up beyond level five, <laughs> culture is going to do exactly the same thing. It's going to say, no, you don't. Get back down here with the rest of us. Culture is a magnet. It will draw you up to its level, but it will do the same in the other direction if you try to go beyond it. Oh, that's interesting. That's a really good way to consider things. You know, I think uh, I think that's maybe why I was, uh, I don't know, a little upset, I guess, over the situation. And um, that so many people had that mindset. I thought it'd be, that'd be a landslide. And, 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 uh, so I'm big on business and, uh, I'm, I'm an independent and I actually, you know, if I had to choose, I'm probably a little bit more towards the Republican, just a little bit, but I'm, I consider myself an independent. Uh, I always want to keep an open mind about everything. And I think with Trump, it, uh, it really went against my values uh complete opposite like every fabric in my being is, is repelled by what he stands for and um i was just uh so it made me think like what's wrong with america are we do we have it too easy for how we had it too easy for so long that we that we're just too comfortable that we need some like uh Big problem, or or uh, have it more difficult to ha- be in the an environment that's uh, more challenging for us to care about uh, about developing ourselves and uh, just having a different mindset. Like, what's the you know? And I I hate to say it, but you know, on the scale, the culture scale, it made me think. Like, man, are we in a on a one scale, you know, we're we're a very, uh, you know, America. We've uh, done a lot of good things. We're, uh, it's like um, the majority of, of voters shouldn't shouldn't want to. And I shouldn't even say shouldn't, right? But I I didn't uh, think that. Uh, a good portion of the voters enough to for him to win had that mindset and had those values and we're okay with voting for that type of leadership uh, whether they felt it was for personal gain or whatever the reason reasoning was um, and that's kind of why, why I got bothered I guess just thinking of where our you know like you were saying David the Where's our culture level now? Wow, wow. There's a number of issues you, you brought up in there. Uh, yeah, Mo, I, 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 I don't mind talking politics. It's come up a, a time or two before in this group. I'm more than happy to discuss politics. You brought up a number of levels, yeah, uh, issues. Uh, uh, we could take any one of those, certainly, and talk about them. Um, I think, um, what's that last thing you said about uh, oh, dis- you were disappointed. Yeah. Um, 
Well, okay, I'll, I'll start with this. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly right. I think that's exactly what what's going on. Is exactly right. You're exactly right. We we are comfortable. We are too comfortable to 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 in any serious way mount a challenge to what's going on. We we and and part of it is by design. Also, we're just we're just busy. We're working. We're trying to make a living. We're trying to pay our rent. Trying to make our car payment. You know, not not get evicted. You know, I mean that's the, that's the reality for most of us. We just we just don't have the time. We're just working. We're just busy. We got obligations. We got responsibilities. Raising families. You know, and also a lot of it is yes, we are we are we are comfortable. We're playing we're playing video games, right? We got uh, got Dancing in the, uh, with the Stars to watch. You know, we got uh, we got great television. We got movies. You know, seen the la- latest Star Wars movie? How about that? You know, we've got we got Justin Bieber. Yeah, we are comfortable. You know, it's not it's not it's not like you know the, you know we don't know what real hardship is. Not in America. No, that's true. We don't know what it's like to you know live in other parts of the world where yeah, it's really really terrible. Okay, it's just a nightmare day to day, and we don't know anything like that. No, you're right. That's exactly it. You're exactly right. We're comfortable. And as long as that's the case, no, we're not going to really seriously challenge anything because that would be to tip the tip the rock the boat, and we're we're not ready for that. We're nowhere near near where that's going to be. Well, it would need to be in order for that to happen. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a good point. I mean, I. Uh... I've seen some of that in third, like spending time in third world countries, uh, you know, conditions I lived in. <clears throat> I mean, for me, of course, it changed your perspective. It was like what I was living in was, you know, not same as, you know, what I could live in here in the United States. But then it even went down, you know, notch after notch, like people living, I mean, well, of course, homeless, but other conditions that are challenging. And it's not even a question of like, well, a lot of it has to do with survival. Is what it seems like. People are so focused on that. It seems like they're, you know, focused on basic things, making sure their family has, you know, maybe like the Maslow hierarchy, the lower levels. There's not much consideration about you know, fighting for particular luxuries or or whatever. It's not essential would have to get a lot a lot worse before there would be a significant challenge to to uh, the, the the powers that be and i don't mind talking about politics i i, I actually have an interest in a lot are good resources out there and certainly not mainstream news will tell you what's really going on i don't think uh it, it, i you know at the risk of opening up the can of worms uh, I don't think concentrating on Trump or, for that matter, Obama or Bush or Clinton or Clinton or, or – I don't think concentrating on the, the presidency is actually a good use of our energies. Yeah, I no, absolutely. And, are much, the, much worse. and the only thing I want to mention is that uh, Trump's not my problem. Uh, you know, he's one guy with uh, consciousness of where, where he's at and what he believes in. Uh my beef is with all the American people, you know? It's like, that's who I'm frustrated with, you know? Not Trump. 
but uh, I don't know. I, I, the the one thing I think that uh, I, I believe, uh, so I do believe uh, it, that we have an intelligent universe. That's kind of like the God that I believe in, thinking that somehow, uh, you know, maybe maybe uh, what we're doing is part of our our evolution. Um, maybe we have to go back to go forward. Um, but, uh, Pretty optimistic way of looking at it. Yeah. I mean, I've heard that position before. Yeah, sure, sure. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, the reason that, that it kind of uh, – well, here's the thing, guys. I don't want to also, like, uh, focus on this. This is just one issue that I, you know, that I have. But uh, we can talk about other things, too, if you guys want to, so. <laughs> well, this is a big one, certainly, in the world we live in today. Yeah, yeah. If you have an interest in this, I can give you certain authors and books that I've read that I really think lay it out. Uh, if you want me to put it in maybe one sentence, I think if you're looking at the presidency, I think that's a, a distraction. Um, the ultimate real problem is as I put it, corporatocracy, it's really not about any particular government. Why, you know, because it truly doesn't matter who is in, who's sitting in that Oval Office. It truly doesn't matter. What, what is in charge is a global corporate regime that is making all the decisions. And that goes far beyond the presidency. And that, and the, whatever, whoever, whoever it is, is sitting in that Oval Office, is not going to change that. It's not going to affect that one way or the other. That's what you have to pay attention to. And that is really condensed <laughs> from the acres and acres of information we could go into. But uh, one sentence. That's that's about it. So, David, your your belief then is that uh, the change is going to have to happen from from all the people versus uh, a president. That's the well. That's the only thing that could happen. It could happen from from the people, but and I don't think there is anything else that could change the 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 the, the system as it is. It would have to be the people. Now, the next question is, well, how likely is that to happen? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's the only way it could happen. It would have to come from the people. And we would have to get organized. And, yeah, I, uh, okay, I hate being pessimistic, but I think I am on this. I, 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 don't, I don't think I'll be very optimistic about the chances of that happening. But no, I don't see any other thing that would that would take take out the regime that's in place, as that I understand to be in place. There isn't any 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 other nothing else that could take it out. It would have to come from the people. Yeah, that's the only thing. That's the only thing. So how do we do it? How do we uh, get everyone to wake up and 
start caring about this stuff. <laughs> well, gosh, if I knew the answer to that. <laughs> um, I think if there is any way forward, it would have to be a, an under. You start with an understanding of spiral dynamics first. Uh, the the understanding that everybody is at a at a level, and you can you like the examples I gave you, you can infiltrate the ranks of of the 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 institutions that I'm talking about. That is something you could do. That's a large project and probably would take decades, if not generations. But that is something you can do, and you you have to. You have to, for the time being, pretend you're on their team and infiltrate their ranks along the lines of the examples I gave you, but on a much grander scale. But as I say, that's a project that would take generations. But I I think that would be the only way I can think of. That would be the only rational way I can think of, of, of doing this. So kind of from, my, from uh, what you were saying, so... I guess the the belief or the or what's going on right now is that uh, a lot of corporate money is influencing politics to to kind of go up, go over their agenda. Uh, my question is, uh, with some of the newer corporations that are that are growing that yeah. seem to have a different foundation, do you feel that they do have a different foundation or more of the same? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the big ones. I'm, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the big ones, the ones that are, the ones that matter, the ones that matter. Exxon, Weyerhaeuser, you know, Boeing, the ones that matter. Those are the ones I'm talking about. Oil, gas, transportation, the big ones, and media, publishing, Viacom. You know, there's only five that own everything. You know that, right? There's only five corporations that own the media that dictate what you see and read and, and hear and, the, and, and what's on the internet. Well, I mean, as a, you know, just as, I don't know, Google, uh, no, Apple. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not talking about your uncle's corporation. You know, that's not what I'm talking about. You think as those companies get larger, they could have a positive impact on what direction the government's getting pulled? <laughs> so you are interested in this sort of thing, really? No, yeah, I can absolutely. give you. I, I've got a I've got a list of uh, books and and authors that I really like. I could give you give you them. Everybody says yeah. Noam Chomsky. I'm not a big Chomsky. But do you read do you read the stuff regularly? I can give you some authors. I, I really don't read any of that stuff, but it's interesting to me. I would, okay. I would read. I can give you some some authors, you know. Yeah. No, there's good information out there on, on this sort of stuff. A guy named Craig Hewlett. If you go to uh, his website, and uh, he's on the radio, uh, um, interviewed a lot. Well, I don't know a lot, but and if you go to those. On his website, he has an archive of his radio interviews. Go and uh, have a listen to those. Those are uh, quite eye-opening. 
Uh, what's the name? Uh, CraigBHewlett.com, and uh, I can give you the link if you're interested. CraigBHewlett.com. Go to his radio appearances page, and there's a lot of MP3s that you can listen to. And yeah, he's he's a good one. Yeah, I'll check them out. And if you really, really want to know what's going on on this planet, uh, there's a book called uh, Tragedy and Hope by Carol Quigley. That's the book to read, Tragedy and Hope by Carol Quigley. Tragedy and, and Hope? Hope by Carol Quigley. I have a PDF of it. I'd be happy to send it to you. Yeah, I'd be interested if you wouldn't mind sending it. Amazon, yeah, or I'll be happy to send it. Let me know, and I will. But uh, that's the book to read. If you really, 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 really are serious about knowing and understanding what's going on on this planet, tragedy and hope. So that's the PDF that you'll send over? Uh, If you are interested, I will send it to you, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I just found it. I just Googled it. I think I just found the PDF. There you go. It is it is it is easily Googleable. That's true. Bit of a project, as you can see. It's like a thousand pages. But that's why I say if you're really interested in understanding what is happening on this planet, that's the book to read. Depending on how fast you read, how fast can you read a thousand pages? Well, and it's 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 tough going. It's tough going. Depending on how fast you read, I'd say uh, give give yourself a give yourself a good year. Yeah. But if it's if it's worth it to you, then you can't go wrong with that book. If it's worth it to you. Yeah. Give yeah. Your, give yourself a year. Do five pages a day. You probably could do it in a year. Yeah. Again, if it's worth it to you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'll have to see what it's. A, well, I don't know. Just try it. No, nobody <laughs> disagrees with that book. Any any real responsible historian, responsible uh, academic. Who works in the you know, studies and teaches in the, in, the, in these areas? They'll they'll all agree. Yeah, this 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 book really knew what it was talking about. Absolutely, it did. Yeah, I um, get the feeling. I mean, I've heard maybe others say this kind of thing, but thing really changes. I mean, I guess we. Kind of hear that, you know, with that phrase, history, history repeats itself. Perhaps what we're experiencing now is what others have experienced in the past. Maybe we have different details with advancement technology or different representations of things, but perhaps there's just the same underlying set of fundamentals. Yeah. Yeah. But the other issue. Uh, Jaime, you raised was how do we change people? How do people change their viewpoint? Is it through dialogue? Is it through understanding? Okay, that was the other point I wanted to get to. Uh, 
Yeah, that is an incredible question. That's an enormous question. How do people change? It's amazing because that's the core question, isn't it? That's the core of all of this. How do we change? Not just society and culture, but how do we change ourselves? You know, have you ever tried to change yourself? Yeah. How easy was it? Well, so how do you think you can change other people? See what I'm saying? It's damn hard to change yourself. It's damn hard to change other people. It's actually virtually impossible. Now, that's, that's the core question. How do people change? How do we get people to change? And, you know, we've had psychology for more or less 150 years, approximately. You know, the real, the real answer is we don't have a clue. The real answer is we don't have a clue. If anything, we're just starting. We're just starting to figure this out. We're just starting to understand how people change, what causes people to change. We're just at the very beginning of, of this field of understanding. <laughs> we really don't know. We, we're really in the dark about the mechanism of what, how people change, move from level two to level three. What is that? How does it happen? We know it happens. But how? What? What do you need to do? You know, I mean, <laughs> how could you do it? You know, that's the question. And we don't have good answers to that. We really don't. We really don't. I have my suggestions. I've been studying this stuff for a long time. I have ideas about this, and I could talk forever about this sort of thing. I love talking about this. If anything, I would say it's, it, you have to – okay, the question is what changes people? You know, we've looked at everything. You know, what is it? You know, is it dialogue? Is it understanding? Is it education? Is it, is it mutual uh, uh, coming together? Is it conversation? Is it companionship? Is it being mutuality? Is it in a, being in a society? Is it being in a culture? Is it, is it, is it, <laughs> is it diet? Is it exercise? Hey, don't laugh. You know, we study stuff like this. We got to think of everything. Is it diet? Is it exercise? Is it health? Well, you know what? If you're sick in, if you're sick in a hospital bed, you're not going to be doing much climbing of the developmental ladder. You know what I mean? You know what? Yeah. So that's, that's important. That's important. You got to be in good health. You know, that's, that's, that's something that you can't overlook. You got to have that on, on board with, with your project, too. You can't throw that out. So good health, yeah. Is it uh, is it is it is it uh, companionship? Is it marriage? Is it family? Is it sex? You know what I mean? You got you got to think of all of it. You got is it environment? Is it pollution? Is it uh, EM waves? <laughs> you know? Is it uh, stress? Is it anxiety? You know what? You can keep going. Make the list. You know what? That that list you can keep going forever. Hundreds of things. You know we study all of it. You know, we, we, we're starting to, I should say. So, is it genetics? Is it just what you're born with? You know, is it your chromosomes? You know, what, whatever, you know. But the point is, the answer is, we really don't know. We really don't know. And you can try all of this. You can try all of the stuff. You know, positive thinking, you know, you know all, the, all the, 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 you know, Tony Robbins, you know, even Stephen Barnes, you know, all the stuff. You know, all, uh, you know, uh, the Napoleon Hill, you know. Uh, seven habits of highly successful people. You know, you can try all of them. You can, you can, you can try diet, exercise. You can do every single one of them. 
You know, and the truth is, uh, we really haven't found anything that really, really we can say, yes, this is the formula. Do this. This will get you up that developmental ladder. You start at two, this will get you to three and four and five. Or you start at four, this will get you to five and six. We don't know. We don't have anything. We don't have anything. The best thing that we know of, and here's where, listen carefully. The best thing that we know of that will move people forward, upward, vertically, up the developmental ladder. The best thing that we know of is meditation. Mm-hmm. And even that's not very good. That has approximately more or less a 30% success rate. Approximately 30% success rate. Now, that's not good, but it is actually better than anything else we know of. That's the best thing we know of. Meditation. Oh, you want if you if you're interested in this area, I've got a lot of books and authors and subjects. Hey, you should see my library. <laughs> I've done a lot of reading in my I life. Believe it. I've got plenty of authors, and if you're interested, yeah, stick with me. I've got a, a whole a whole book list that I can give to you <laughs> if you're interested. Hey, David, have you looked into um, kind of like the study of the self? Like uh, like esoteric mysticism, that kind of stuff. Oh yes, oh yes, I've looked at all of that. Um, Tons of that material. I've looked at all of it. Sure. So, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, what was it, the Peaceful Warrior? Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Yeah, I read that book uh, very early. I think there I was, was a. I think I was 14 when I read that book. Yeah, so there's a line in there that just said there's a difference from understanding and realization. Understanding is like you could understand how to drive the car, but you don't you don't uh, realize <laughs> That's right. how to do it until you're actually doing it. Right. Um, or learning. I think a lot of those uh, like esoteric uh, studies, a lot of those have a lot of experiments in them, where you where you like study yourself. And it causes you to have like realizations where you're like where you get this understanding of like truth because you see it in yourself. And um, I know for me personally that was uh, there was a lot of transformation there, um, chain paradigm shifts, all kinds of stuff. And the other thing is. Um, have you have you looked into like psychedelics? Oh yeah, I've looked into it. Um, yeah, like yeah, ayahuasca, uh, no doubt. That was that was for me something also. Uh, they can be transformational. They can um, for a lot of people. Yes. Yeah, I would be curious to hear more about that if if you could go that oh, direction. Okay. I mean, ayahuasca in particular. I mean, that's something that I know has been in fashion. Well, at least in mainstream now, um, a lot of people are doing it. I'd be curious to hear maybe your thoughts, David, on ayahuasca. If you, you know, might be interested in saying anything. 
You remember the magazine Psychedelic Illuminations? Uh, I used I don't, to work for that magazine. I didn't see that. I don't know. It might have been a more of a regional thing in Southern California around the early 1990s. But um, yeah, uh, I mean, I hear a lot of different. Well, I say hear, but maybe more like read different accounts. I guess I have spoken to some people that have used ayahuasca. I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff they say about it, and I'm just kind of information out there. Lots of websites you can go to and they give you all the information you would you would need <laughs> about that. I think that yeah, um, of course everybody has their own take. You know, a lot of conflicting information out there from people. Well, anyway, don't get me started. There's a lot <laughs> that I see about it. I don't know. I like a lot of people use those things for the wrong reason. I think that there's this, um, you know, this is an open forum and everything. I hope I don't offend anybody. Uh, but uh, this is just my belief. Um, but, uh, you know, I believe, you know, as far as, like, Jesus goes and Christianity, like, I believe in... You know, if Jesus existed, he was he probably had a high consciousness state, really understood deep meanings of uh of what he was talking about and you know, we lost the meaning of it and it's uh the stuff we're taught is more superficial. So I don't in other words, I don't believe in uh Christianity or religion and um I I grew up going to a Christian school, um, going to church all the time. And uh, anyway, I think that <clears throat> I think it's holding back society from going to the next level. Um, I think there's a lot of fundamental Christians, for example, that vote vote a certain way just because of the abortion uh, viewpoint, um, and they're very attached to that. Um, but uh, I. I personally think I, I would love it if uh, you know psychedelics were at some point legalized. Maybe not all of them, maybe uh, and and not, definitely not forced upon anybody. But um, um, I think it could open up uh, people's mind to think to maybe um, being able to break that paradigm that's very hard to break if you're conditioned into thinking that the Jesus God is is uh or the Christian God is um real and uh the guilt associated with uh you know not believing in that uh, kind of get uh, in my uh experience I felt stuck I felt um it was very hard for me to break that paradigm um, but anyway, just kind of throwing it out there. Of course it is. It's very, very, very hard. There's techniques to do that. But, uh, but yeah, certainly psychedelics is something part of the landscape that needs to be looked at, certainly. But in terms of how we break free of the, the culture that we are born into that we're 
we find ourselves around. I always tell people just create your own culture, even if it's just a culture of yourself. And we're on the internet now. We've got we've got options. We've got a way to network and create and create a, a family and friends network that suits us. Let's take advantage of it. You know, I mean, hey, you guys are here. You know, this is a this is a great opportunity for connecting with people who are willing to go higher and deeper than the culture we find ourselves in. Yeah, this this is great things about the internet now. Take advantage of it. But yeah, cultivate yourself. Use your use your own use your own north star, use your own compass to to guide yourself of where it is that's right for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not easy, of course not. But but I think all of it, you do all of it. You read, you study, you put more information. Well, uh, in Buddhism, it's Dhar- uh, Buddha Dharma Sangha. It's Buddha Dharma Sangha. The three jewels. It's like uh, the three necessary pillars, like uh, the, the, the minimum amount of legs for a stool to be stable is three. You need all three legs of those uh, legs in order for the stool to be stable. It's not going to topple over, but you need all three. Buddha Dharma Sangha. Uh, sangha is one uh, is is the, the hardest one because that's community, that's having a people uh, people around you, and that can be hard. It's okay if you are traditional Christian or or any traditional religion, then you you're you're covered in this culture. You're no problem. You just go to church. You're, you're there. You're no problem at all. That's what a church is supposed to be. But if you, if not, then you want something higher and deeper. Then you're in a little bit more trouble, but it is better than it used to be. It's better than it used to be. Now we have we have options. I don't know where you guys live, but now there's alternatives. There's more of groups and churches and organizations that do, in fact, go in these deeper areas than traditional Christian church will. And that's that's great. Make advantage, make, take advantage of that. If, assuming you live in a reasonably well-populated you have options, and certainly we've got the internet. So, but that yeah, is important. It's important to have a group. It's important to have a, a tribe, a, a, a collection of people. That is what a church is supposed to do. People who, it's said we don't need leaders anymore. Maybe we don't, but we can always use guides. People who are have been there. People who you trust to give you feedback, to say, to give you some guidance. To say, hey, I see what you're doing here. Oh, you better watch out for this. This might be trouble for you, or or to call you on your stuff. You, you, you we can't do this alone. We can't do this alone. We need groups. We need to be in a group of people who will call us on our stuff. We are the easiest person to fool. We fool ourselves all the time. We're too close to it. You know, your patient can't operate on himself. You know, you have to have an outside party. To look at and say, oh, you know what? I see what you're doing. This is wrong. This is in trouble. You think you're getting somewhere, but you know what? You're on a treadmill. You're just going in circles. Here's what you got to wake up. You know, we, you can't you can't see your own blind spot. You're, you, you need another person outside of yourself to look at what you're doing. Without that, you're you're going to get nowhere. 
you need to have another person, even if it's only a community of two. If, if that's all you can get, okay. But a community of two, somebody you trust, somebody who will tell you the truth, who knows which way is up, that's absolutely important. You absolutely have to do that. You cannot do this alone. You have to have a group, even if it's just a community of two, but somebody who will call you on your stuff. That's, that's mandatory. That's not, not optional. And that one is the hardest to find. But uh, you, have to, you have to have that. Okay, and then Dharma, which is you have to do the study. You have to do the reading. You have to do the scholarship. You have to do the education. You have to put the knowledge in your head. You have to actually get the information in your head on a cognitive level, on a mental level. You can't dispense with that one either. You can't just do the other two and think you're going to get enough you, you without putting the information in your head. You need the information. You've got to do the reading. You've got to do your homework. You've got to actually, you know, too many people in these areas, they don't do the reading. That's why my first question is, tell me who you've read. That's my first question. I want to know who you've read. Tell me your authors. That, who are your guiding lights? And I, you'd be surprised how many answers I get you know, I don't really like reading. I don't do any reading. I just, I just, I just go along with the flow, man. You'd be surprised how much I get that. Forget it. You're not getting anywhere. You got to do the, you got to do the mental activity. Okay. And then, uh, 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 Buddha, which is practice. Then you can't just do the other two. You can't stop there. You have to actually put it into practice. You have to actually do it. That is also indispensable. You can't dispense with that part of it either. You have to do it, whatever the version of doing it is. You can't just read about meditation. You have to do it. You have to. You, you can't just read about uh, political action, and that's uh, you know, it's a hard thing to under, figure out what you're going to do. You have to enact it in some way. <laughs> that one is difficult. I, I agree. <laughs> but it, you have to do some kind of activity in the world. And if you notice, your heart, your head, and your hands. Your heart, your head, and your hands. You have to have all three. Or you're not getting anywhere. Good way to put it. I think if there's any formula for change, that's going to have to be it. If you do all of, all of that, plus like 27 other things, <laughs> then you may have a possibility of changing. Mm-hmm. Now, that's you. Now, as for other people... Exactly the same, just a thousand times more difficult. So that's what you're up against. Yeah. Wow.
Yeah, I do have a large list of authors that I'm interested in and that I like recommend if you're interested in these areas, uh, depending on where you want to go. But I actually, I think I've probably given you too much already. <laughs> what's your, hey, David, what's your favorite book of all time, man? Favorite book? <laughs> I don't think I actually have ever ranked a book in that way. Um, I don't know. Um, I can name books that were important to me. That that was one of them, actually. Uh, when you mentioned Way of the Peaceful Warrior, I think I was 14 when I read that book. That was an interesting wake-up call. I have individual authors that I really uh, have learned a lot that I could certainly recite for you. Back, yeah, no problem, man. I, I was I was just curious. You know, it seems like you've read a lot of books. You know, curious what uh, which in my one? Library. Actually, it's on librarything.com. You can go through it if you're interested. Gorvidal what is it? Was librarything.com. I'll give you the link if you're interested. I I put my entire library up there. Well, most of it anyway. But uh, Gorvidal was a big influence on me in my uh, teenage. Uh, Alan Watts certainly when I started learning about the the uh, wider version of spirituality than what I was handed to as a as a child, I started getting into Alan Watts and Ram Dass and Thich Nhat Hanh and Shinzen Young and uh, <laughs> lots of people there. Yeah, yeah. Joseph Goldstein. Yeah, plenty of people. So how does your website work? I'm on it now. So it, uh, you just sign up and uh, you have access to your books, or how does this work? Uh, on on Meetup, you mean? No. Uh, so I went to librarything.com. Uh, I went to a website. There's a community of two million books, book lovers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, let's do it this way.
Uh, okay. Well, just type this in, librarythang.com slash profile slash my name, D-A-V-I-D-R-O-E-L. Oh, got it. Yeah, that would be the quickest way. Yeah. Slash profile slash D-A-V-I-D-R-O-E-L. You see me? Yep. Uh, go by, organize by tags. That's my recommendation. Organize by tags. That was, uh, there it is. That's what I was looking for. Catalog. <laughs> Catalog. And then list by tags. That will So I don't see the uh, list by tags, but there's a profile forward slash David Royal shows like a picture of you, and then on the left it shows like 96 spirituality books. Okay, what's below that? Media. Uh, media, clouds, groups, homepage, also on location, favorite authors, account type, URLs. That's it. Catalog. Click on catalog. Uh... Okay, so I see uh, location, favorite authors, account type. Oh, okay, URLs, okay, catalog, okay. Under URL, okay. Yes, catalog, yes. Got it. Click on catalog. Okay. Okay. Now you see the categories at the top of the graph. I'll play around with it, but this uh, so at least uh, I'll save this link here and uh, check them out. Okay. Let me know what you're interested in reading, and I'll I'll give you my recommendations certainly. Uh, Kenneth Smith. I can't not mention Kenneth Smith. Big one for me uh, in terms of philosophy. In terms of philosophy, I of course read the greats. You know Nietzsche. Hegel, um, but but uh, Kenneth Smith is a contemporary philosopher, by which I may mean he's still alive. Certainly, he would be my top of my list for recommending. If you're interested in learning, yeah, you know, what, what, what we're living in, the condition that we live in in this modern world, if that's a subject that interests you. Excellent writing, too. If you Google Kenneth Smith philosophy, you probably will find his website. So he writes about a different, a lot of different topics. 
History, art, politics, weird shit. <laughs> Smith, um, you sure you're on the right page? I don't know. Um, Kenneth Smith, philosophy, um, disinfo. That's probably it. Um, cultural critic of the modern era. That's that's the one. Yes, that's the one. That's the one. That's the one. Okay. Was oh, that disinfo? That's yeah, disinfo. disinfo. Okay, yeah, that, I think that link is wrong, actually. I, I, that website went down, so I had to... But if you go down below, scroll down to the comments, there's the actual link, which I had to put up because that link got outdated. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I saw the link there on your comment, though. Okay, good. Yeah, that went, that old website went down, and I had to put it in the comment, what the correct one was. <laughs> So where do you live, David? I live in Ventura County. And what do you do out there? <laughs> My job, you mean? Yeah. I'm an online English teaching consultant. Cool. To help others teach English online, or do you teach English? Uh, yeah, I teach uh, I teach uh, ESL students. Uh, well, I call myself a consultant, which really means I uh, don't have any official degree. I could get it if I wanted to. But... Yeah. That's all right. So you teach, um, is it like a platform where you would teach people in other countries? Or... That's correct, yes. Where 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 are you in California, Tony? Um, near San Francisco. So the number uh, is California, but actually northern is where I am. Well, it says you're calling from southern. It says Southern California. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's the area code. Um, somehow. So it's your cell phone. You're on. The area code. <laughs> that's the cell phone you're on. It's from a yeah, cell. So. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Today there's going to be a tremendous heat wave pounding California this week. Yeah. Record breaking, they said. There it is. 95. Watch out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have air conditioning. So. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> it's all right, though. Nothing wrong with getting a little cooked over here. Oh, I don't mind. I, it, of the two, I prefer heat than cold. Of, if I have a choice. Yeah. I think I do too. <laughs> well, this is cool. Um, oh, but hey, Jaime, you're in Las Vegas, so for goodness sake, you're going you're gonna to get it worse than us. <laughs> but you're in the Vegas. Guy. You know how to deal with it. 
Yeah. You yeah, all have. You couldn't live if you didn't have air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah, okay. no, Smith is a definitely one to read. He's he's at the top of my list for understanding uh, what's going on. I've been reading him since I was a teenager, and he's greatly opened my eyes. Uh, I'm talking about Kenneth? Kenneth Smith, that's correct, yeah. Okay. Top of my, top of my patient list. Definitely recommend anyone to read. If you're, if you're, if you're interested in these subjects. I should say. Well, I'm on his uh, website right now, checking it out. Um, what's, you know, what would be kind of like a summary of uh, his teaching or uh, what he writes about? Did you see the, the question? Oh, no, I was actually checking out his artwork. <laughs> so I was kind of checking all those things out. Uh, Rest of yeah, So, David, do you think it's a good? It says uh, start start by taking out his quotes. I think that's a good place to. <laughs> you could start there. That would be a good start, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. And if you like what you read there, yeah, then dig in. All the all the magazine columns are up are up there. It's an ongoing process to try to get them into HTML. I kind of abandoned that project, but um, maybe I'll get back to it. All right, well, cool, man. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll check out this stuff. Stuff, I mean, a lot of uh, interesting stuff to think about, things to read. Yeah, it's just when you find this kind of clarity, this kind of information, you 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 have the missionary urge, don't you? You you, you want to say, well, why doesn't everybody know about this? Pay people, pay pay attention, you know. <laughs> and that can get kind of annoying, which is why I try to keep, I limit myself. I try to keep it in. Nobody 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 likes a Bible thumper. Whatever version of Bible you you have, <laughs> yeah. Um, I try, I try to, I try to limit myself. But it's it's hard because you you think everybody needs to know this stuff. This is stuff that will will really help you understand what's going on. But uh, but uh, yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, so uh, Facebook, uh, I completely got out of it. I was realizing that. Um, every time I went on Facebook, I would rant about Trump. Uh, 
<laughs> so I figured, uh, you know, it'd probably get on people's nerves. And I, I don't know. I just didn't want to. Uh, I just completely got out because uh, I couldn't help myself. Yep, yep, yep. Oh yeah, like you were mentioning, the the uh, the internet uh, and well, okay, let's call it the new the new technology uh, people. Uh, that's a different situation. Yeah, you know, you started mentioning that Google, Amazon, Facebook, Apple, Microsoft, Windows. Uh, yeah, those it's basically they they are the ones that are dictating everything that's going on online. Right. Yeah. If you're interested in that sort of thing, um, there's a writer named Bruce Sterling who I, I follow. Uh, he, he talks a lot about about issues regarding that. Uh, specifically, these Internet companies are not particularly good for our security. They really don't have any compunctions about sharing our 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 data with, well, basically anybody who asks for it. Um, and they are they are these walled gardens that are going to be uh, encroaching on our on our privacy and our freedom uh, more so as as time goes along yes I mean I use all of them but I'm not enamored of all of them and uh, I, I limit myself very strictly. I limit the information I put on any of any of them. They're 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 dangerous. Yeah, use them very very carefully. You can't avoid using them, but they are dangerous. Know that they are going to give you you know give, breach your privacy and give you your data to you know the feds or whoever asks for it. As long as you know that, be careful. Do what you can to protect yourself. And Bruce Sterling is an author I, I, I read who uh, who talks a lot about that. G-A-F-A-M. Google, Amazon, Facebook, Apple, and Microsoft. G-A-F-A-M. They're, they're the ones. And sooner or later, it's going to go down to four. One of them will eat the other. I'm actually, I have an idea. I have an idea of who is going to eat whom. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? Oh, I'm not going to say, but I have an idea. <laughs> but it's it's five right now. Uh, I think before seven years, it will be down to four. I think I'm probably being pessimistic. Well, guys, I think um, I'm getting to the point where I should probably end up getting off the call. I have a few things to do today. Yeah, yeah this is great. This, is, I think, was uh, the most activity we certainly have ever had um, in, in our group. But, uh, yeah, guys, I'm certainly glad you 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 joined in, contributed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. It was, uh, that was good talking to you guys, for sure. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Think about so. Um, looks like you have another one set up on like October. Oh, I change the schedule every week. Yeah, you, it's nothing to. Yeah, you have to uh, keep keep checking. 
I don't schedule one for more than seven days in advance. Oh, okay. But um, I'm always I'm always throwing one up. Yeah, there's all you know. You look at the past. You know, there's all like at least a couple a week. But uh, <laughs> and hey, as I say, I'm available. I'm on I'm on uh, the other <laughs> for services. If you ever want to just get in touch, you holler, and I'll be happy to talk with our chat. Yeah, appreciate that. Thanks, David. Yeah, I'm definitely. Um, yeah, I like to geek out on this kind of stuff, man. So um, today's call to me was like fun, you know. Oh, so great. definitely be uh, joining you guys uh, often. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I think usually I do do a, at least I at least a Sunday. I will do at least this Sunday afternoon, but uh, occasionally I'll do a weekday night or whatever else. But uh, you know, I usually just throw it onto the onto the calendar. But I usually don't do it more than seven days in advance. So you just have to keep checking. But if you're on the meetup group, you should get the automatic notices. <coughs> all right, guys. Well, with that, I guess I will bid you all goodbye, and uh, hopefully, just talk to you sometime soon. Okay, great. Yeah, I hope I do talk to both of you sometime soon. Hey, David, you got, you got a couple minutes? I had a question for you about a couple yeah, books. So I'll, I'll talk to you later, Tony. Thanks for joining in. Oh, yeah, thanks, David. All right, talk to you later. Tony. All right, guys, guys, we'll see you later. Talk to you later. Thanks, Tony. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay, cool. Hey. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, hey, I've been checking out the uh, Vipassana meditation. Vipassana. Um, yeah. So, like, I've been thinking about going to this... Uh, you probably know more about than I do, um, but they have like retreats. Yeah, a retreat will do wonders for your practice. Do you did you, uh, did you did you try one of those? I've been on many retreats. Do you sit regularly? A meditate. Yes, meditation. Um, you have a meditation practice. Uh, yeah, yeah. I um, I don't do it like regularly, but um, yeah. I mean, I, throughout the day, there's there's not a day that goes by that I don't um, try to be present. But um, as far as actually taking time, sitting down, doing it, um, not not as much as I used to. Um, but, um, yeah, I so a lot of years, uh, when was this, maybe uh, 2010 or something, I, I was meditating and I had this... Uh, this uh, amazing experience where um, it was kind of like an altered state. Uh, I felt I was on, on a drug or something. And uh, from there, I started Googling like what that was all about. And then I got a bunch of information about it. And I, I know it's been my goal um, to go to one of these retreats and um, try it out. Um, so I was just kind of curious. I saw a book here on that that you had uh, checked out, that you had uh, read. What was your experience, and how many days did you go? On the retreat I went, um, I've been to a number of them. I've been, uh, well, yeah, if you are serious about meditation, and you should be, uh, uh, we all should be, 
yes, a retreat will will help you incredibly. I, the one the one I'm thinking of is I went on a, a one week, uh, but there's plenty out there. You 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 just have to you know, look around and and grab grab what you can, but it will really really accelerate your practice. But yeah, man, you got you got to do it. You got to you got to have the regular practice. You gotta you gotta. No alternative to that. But a retreat um, really will help. Yeah, it helps everybody. Uh, did you guys? Was it like a non-speaking retreat or? <laughs> the one I was on was was a non-speaking. That's right. Yeah. There's lots of different types out there, but the one I was, yeah, I was not speaking. You had an option of, if you wanted to, you could participate in the group meeting at night, which well, you were, as it happens, I did not. But um, but there are many great reasons why uh, retreat is a good idea. Yeah, it will really help accelerate your, your, your practice. But... Uh, yeah, their meditation is a really important thing. Uh, I'm one to talk. I, I the truth is, yeah, I know, I know how it is, man. I I I think I've fallen away from it, my own self, and that is not good. I really need. I shouldn't. I shouldn't talk. But uh, but okay, I'm telling you, I'm telling myself. <laughs> I'm telling myself. You you need. Yeah, we all need to. Cool. Yeah, man. I look. I look forward to talking to you some more, man. Like, uh, you got some stuff here on uh, Krishnamurti. Um, I've yeah. been heard good things about him. I haven't uh, uh, done a lot of reading on his work, but I've heard really good things about him. Um, curious to, you know, just over time, I guess, talk to you about some of the stuff here. Um, it was a good one, man. There's so much out there. There's so much out there. There's so much good stuff out there. There's so much good stuff on YouTube. I think it helps, you know, when you're talking to other people that have read a bunch of other stuff. Um, there's just so, like you said, there's so much stuff out there. And then one thing that kind of sucks, you know, when you, you know, spend four hours reading something and then, you know, it wasn't the greatest. Um, so, uh, yeah, when you talk to somebody, they're like, well, out of all these books, I really enjoyed these. Uh, kind of like a shortcut from having to, you know, read read a bunch of books that were average and to get to the ones that are, that were awesome. You know, <laughs> that's, that's actually a good point. Yeah. You, you can avoid a lot of the pitfalls. You can avoid a, by talking to other people. Uh, you can avoid a lot of time wasted actually by, by getting good, good guidance. That is actually true. That's, that's a real good point. Yeah. That's why we need other okay. people. Yeah. But cool, man. Yeah. Uh, also looking forward to meeting other you mentioned some other uh, members uh, join in once in a while. Look forward to uh, yeah, you know, meeting the other guys too. So I have other other I have friends of mine that I, who always enjoy talking to people who are friendly. Um, if uh, are you on are you on Skype? Uh, I, I believe I have an account. I don't use it too often, but yeah, I, uh, pretty sure I have an account. Yeah, if you're on Skype, we do. Uh, and you know, if you're in, if you are in, if you do find you're interested in Kenneth Smith and his philosophy, we do a, we haven't for a couple of months now, but we are going to start up again. We do a, a oh, you might be. The problem is everybody's working, but it's Friday morning, 
Uh, what time? 8 a.m. California time, which we're, you're in Nevada, so like, what's that? Nine. It's the same. It's the same as California. Oh, it is. Oh, you're right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. With uh, Kenneth every Friday morning, and uh, I would suggest, yeah, get start reading his stuff before you you leap in. <laughs> but uh, yeah. you're more than welcome. Yeah, you know, I, I like the deep uh, stuff. Uh, I've gone to some groups, and I just didn't uh, – I didn't really enjoy them because, um, I don't know, the conversations uh, really wasn't what I was looking for. You know, this – you know, and I like learning. You know, I like uh, learning new things, uh, different ideas, you know. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. You got a lot of books you read, and I'd be, I'd be really curious to continue, uh, you know, meet the other guys in the group and, you know, just hearing more about what you guys are talking about. So I'll, I'll definitely be joining you guys. Yeah, the Kenneth stuff, I'll uh, I'll definitely check them out and, you know, go from there. Oh, that's great. Great. All right, Jaime. Great. All right, man. So, yeah, I'll keep an eye out for that next, uh, for the next meeting. And, uh, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, okay. And we will talk again soon. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good, dude. Thanks, man. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.